0: Hello everyone, and welcome to episode three of my brand new podcast, Limitless with Nadia. Today, we are gonna be talking all about human design with a very special guest, a friend of mine and a former coaching client, Latifa. Me and Latifa have worked very closely together in the context of her human design map. And if you don't know what human design is, think of it as like a personality profile, but when it comes to your energy. So when it comes to manifestation, obviously everything in this universe is made up of energy. You are also an energetic being and you have your own profile that basically tells you how you operate from a human design perspective. So we're gonna take that deep dive with Latifa. Latifa, hello, thank you so much for joining us. How are you?
1: Thank you. Thank you, Nadia, for having me. I'm doing well.
0: Good, glad to hear it. Okay, so we are gonna go ahead and dive right in. So when we're getting into human design, if you don't know what human design is, like I said, it's like a personality profile, but when it comes to your energy, like this is something I explain to people all the time, manifestation is not a one size fits all process. It really depends on your unique needs, kind of the way that you are built energetically to feel fulfilled, the way it's gonna feel when you're in alignment, when you're out of alignment, if you're supposed to be a specific or a non-specific manifester, these are all things that are detailed in your human design map. And so it's really important to know these things, to understand yourself on a fundamental level, and really be able Able to get yourself in alignment and create the reality of your dreams. So today with Latifa, we're gonna be talking all about how she used human design to really feel more empowered, to see herself from a different angle, and to really feel um, empowered in her ability to take control of her destiny and manifest the life of her dreams. So Latifa, let's go ahead and talk about how you were feeling about yourself before you really got into human design.
1: Yeah, sure. So before I even, got into human design before I even knew about human design. I was always questioning, why were these things happening to me? Why were I attracting certain people in my life? Why was I having these type of relationships? Always doubting myself, always questioning, okay, why am I not making the right choices and all of that. I was just I felt completely in absolute no control over my life. Mm -hmm. and so yeah that's when I actually came across one of your videos and it kind Mm -hmm. of like just rang it kind of like was a signal I suppose and I followed the impulse messaged you and uh, got in touch with you and actually strangely enough learning from human design that as a manifester and as an emotional manifester acting on impulse is actually what aligns with my soul so Mm -hmm. doing that make Since now. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Amazing. So okay, so I think actually, maybe we should give a brief overview of each of the five different energy types. Because I think that that's really important. I remember um, when we were talking about your human design map, I think giving the context of all all five of the energy types kind of makes it easier to understand where you fit into that. Um, And so have you done any research on any of the other four types?
1: Actually, I did. The reason why I did that is because I was trying to learn more (laughs) about the people around me. So, uh, things like the generators, the projectors, um, Mm -hmm. you know, the manifesting generators, the manifestors and the reflectors. Yeah. Amazing. It's very different. And I like that the human design is, it's a tool to help you understand yourself. So yeah.
0: Amazing. Okay. So I'm so glad to hear that you did some research on it. Um, so, I mean, let's start off from the very beginning. I think the first one that I like to lead with is manifestors, which is Latifah's type. Um, manifestors are people who are basically, um, I kind of, I think of them like CEOs. So these are people who are um, very self-assured. They are very, um, they have a strong inner vision. They really know kind of what they want out of life. And they are really here to make a big impact with their leadership energy. And this is something that was especially power uh, empowering for Latifah, I think, because when you recognize that that is part of your personality is to lead and to be in charge of something greater than yourself, there's a lot of power in that. So that's the main thing for manifestors is to really trust themselves to lead and take control of their life, but also to call the shots when they are an expert in something. So that is a manifester. There's also generators and generators are people who are basically like worker bees. They get like infinite energy when they're doing the things that they love. Whenever they're doing something that doesn't viscerally light them up, they are actually feel really drained and they lack a lot of their energy. So that is how generators kind of function. You have manifesting generators who are like a hybrid of manifestors and generators. And these are people who do have that strong inner vision and they are meant to be leaders, but they are also meant to be doing their own own work in the process so these are oftentimes people who are really good as solo entrepreneurs people who are kind of their own boss and they do their own thing but they also they do call the shots for themselves so that's manifesting generators then we also have projectors and reflectors who are non-energy types projectors are people who are really uh, here to like guide and consult and kind of look at the entire um, system of moving parts and really guide it so that it's you know, optimized with its efficiency. And then you have reflectors who are people who are kind of here to sample everybody's energy. They're almost like a, a mirror. So they kind of show you where you're at with yourself because their energy is literally coming from their environment. So that's like a very, very brief overview, but generally speaking, those are the five energy types. And Latifa, let's go ahead and get into your energy type as a manifester. What were some of the ways that you feel like maybe you lacked confidence in the context of being a manifester?
1: Well, decision making, I used to struggle with making or rather feeling what was right, or knowing, okay, am I making the right decision? Because I, as I told you, I felt not in control of my life. Mm -hmm. And I was questioning my decisions, but learning that I'm a manifester specifically going with the emotional type. So it's following Mm -hmm. my intuition, sort of and If I'm questioning something, then that's something that's definitely not going to align with who I am as a person. The other thing was the in terms of, for example, understanding when I'm angry or when I'm frustrated, mostly specifically when I'm frustrating over something, then that's an indication that it's not aligned with whatever I'm supposed to do or and it helped a lot especially at work as I told you I work as the assistant for a the CEO and so Mm -hmm. a lot of times his decisions his actions would just frustrate me Mm -hmm. because I knew how to do it better and I just did not and it was frustrating me and knowing that I'm a manifester type it kind of gave me sort of a peace of mind as to why I was frustrated and kind Mm -hmm. of how to channel that because it's kind of like a lesson. Okay, this is happening now, I'm frustrated now, but that's that's a lesson for me because then Mm -hmm. I know what I can do when I'm in that position.
0: So it's basically like you are now treating those triggers like a feedback loop of like, okay, when something really triggers me in this situation, it's showing me something about myself that I can learn more about and figure out how I can change my circumstances to make it empower me instead of make me feel defeated. So tell me, how did that specifically, is there any situation where you really felt like that, where it was like, you know, your boss was doing something where you're like, I know that I can do this better, but it just wasn't jiving. Like, tell me something about that.
1: A few situations, like one uh, once my boss was calling us for a meeting and usually he kind of like, uh, how do I say? He's like always uh, shouting his decisions or he's always like talking down to people in the meetings. Mm -hmm. And he was telling them and kind of like degrading them, telling them, well, you can't do this and you can't do that. And this is not the way you were doing it. And I can just see on the expression of everyone in that meeting how that environment was not productive. I knew they were going to come out of that meeting completely not focused on the task at hand and the project that we were going to work on. My instinct was to actually address the CEO himself. And no one does that at work. No one does that at all I you know people came in he had meetings the entire day and at one point I just something felt right and I was like I excused everybody in the office and I was like I need to speak with you and somebody else was coming in I was like I'm sorry but I need to speak to him and he <laughs> quieted down and he actually heard what I had to say about the way he was addressing people and let me tell you to this day he has not repeated the same actions especially when I'm in the room, because he understood, I I told him, look, this is not how you approach people. This is not how you talk to people. And things need to change. You're tasking them with things that are not in their field. Mm -hmm. Let's hire somebody who's an expert in this instead of dividing this task into multiple people who aren't an expert at it. It won't Mm -hmm. take us long to hire somebody for that position. And Mm -hmm. they will be an expert at it. And he quieted down and he said, you know what, Latifa? okay, I will give you the authority. Can you just go ahead and hire somebody? You take that whole project and, you know, run it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I did. And we found somebody. Everybody else who was in that meeting kind of like sent me like messages and like, Latifah, he's changed. He actually came in the next day or (laughs) no, not even the next day, the next week. And he was like, hey, we have a new employee who's going to work on this and this and this. And I even told him because at one point he was calling somebody to ask him about some prices and then he was calling another person and I even told him why are you calling both of them the guy that you really need is like right down the hall over there and you're calling two other people that needs to stop
0: Yeah, so. Okay, so there's a couple things that I want to bring up here. First of all, I think it's really interesting to note that when you are in the room as a manifester, right, you're in a room full of people and you're watching these, you know, interactions happen. And immediately, instinctively, you're paying attention to everybody else's mood, right? That's a leadership thing. Yes. That's what a leader does. So I want you guys watching to pay attention. Whenever you have certain inclinations or you have certain instinctive tendencies, it probably relates to your human design. So lean into those. So Latifah, after having realized, okay, this is actually not going well. I need to do something about it. Then you ended up talking to him, which that leads me to my second point. Manifestors are people who manifest through their voice. It's through the things that they say. So that's like a superpower for manifestors. And when Latifa. Had the confidence to basically be like, okay, this is what needs to happen. One, two, and three. He listened. And this is a man who is at like highest at the hierarchy, right? This is like CEO yes. level. And so that just goes to show you, if you were to lean into your, those natural gifts and those things that you're supposed to be doing more of, things are gonna align for you and they're gonna go in your favor, specifically in the context of Latifa here, who as a manifester decided to speak up and use her voice to create a positive change. Things started aligning for her and everything kind of worked out. Basically this whole situation kind of brought to light that whenever you feel the inclination to speak up and say something, don't suppress it, right? Because this there's a reason why you're feeling the urge to do that intuitively you were like there's something about this process that needs to be fixed i'm gonna voice that so that we can change it and move forward so tell me like before you learned about human design how would you have handled that kind of a situation
1: i wouldn't have said anything i if i had the gut feeling to say something i wouldn't act upon it i would sit quietly maybe i would like try to subtly bring it up Maybe Mm -hmm. say something, not even say something. And it's interesting because one of the things that as a manifester, I shouldn't be doing is people pleasing, right? Yes. Before understanding and before knowing anything about human design, I would Mm -hmm. probably go and try to like talk to whoever was in the meeting, try to cheer them up, try to make sure everything's okay, reassure them, then go to Mm -hmm. my boss and kind of like make sure that the thing is getting done on his end without Mm -hmm. actually having a real solution just trying to appease everybody (laughs) yeah because I've been in situations where that's what I did and I Mm -hmm. know it doesn't help it's just gonna the cycle is just gonna continue so yeah by informing by saying something it actually worked
0: And you see, that's the difference, you guys, between acting from a place of fear and acting from a place of empowerment and knowing that you are meant to be doing something and that instinctively it's something that you should be acting on. Because when you come from that place of fear, right? Like you're probably thinking to yourself, who am I to say something? Who am I to speak up, right? Like I need to keep myself small so that I don't kind of disrupt the peace. But when you do that, you're robbing yourself of the ability to really trust your leadership and make a positive change. But you're also robbing your environment of a positive change as well. So it behooves you and everybody around you to really lean into those things that you're supposed to be doing more of when it comes to your human design map. And maybe one day we'll do an episode with all the other energy types so that we can kind of get a sense for what that looks like for the other ones. But let's lean a little more into your human design map. And let's talk a little bit about your intuition. So your intuition, basically everyone has an authority, which is your intuition, right? And your intuition, just to give some context, is basically you have your 3D self that's here living in this physical reality, right? That's me, you, we're sitting here right now and we are with our 3D selves. You also have a 5D self, which is basically the version of you that's living in the fifth dimension where time doesn't really exist. So that version of you up there has a bird's eye view of your entire life path and every single trajectory of how your life could end up based on every single decision that you make. So your 5D self, your higher self, is constantly trying to communicate with your 3D self right here and right now to try to push you in the direction of the thing that's going to lead to your highest timeline where everything is in alignment everything makes sense you are at your happiest that's called your intuition when your intuition is speaking to you and it comes in differently for everybody. It's going to come in through your body somehow and it's going to try to nudge you in that direction but it's up to you to follow it. I'm sure everybody has been in the kind of situation where their intuition has spoken to them right but they didn't follow it and then they looked back and they were like you know what my gut feeling was right the entire time I really should have just followed it. So this is the power of knowing your intuition within your human design map is that you will have a foolproof way of knowing what your internal GPS is telling you and being able to follow that to lead yourself to your highest timeline. So again it's different for everybody. Latifa your Your intuition is emotional, correct?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: As an emotional intuition, just to give a little context on that, um, when you have emotional intuition, what this means is your r- correct answer is gonna come in once you have emotional clarity on that particular subject. So you should not be making any decisions when you are in feeling very emotional about something, whether it's a very emotional high or whether it's a very emotional low. In that moment, when you feel intensely like that, the feeling is really just asking to be felt. It's not asking to be acted on. You're not supposed to come to any conclusions about it. You are just supposed to sit and feel it out. And then the next thing is that once you start to think about that situation from different emotional perspectives, then you can start to get some emotional clarity to figure out what the right answer really is. So if you were to think about it like this, this is kind of the example that I use. If you have a a flower, right, and you're taking a picture of that flower, one day you might take a picture of that flower when it's really sunny out and the lighting looks a certain way and that's the picture that you get for that day. Sometimes you're going to take a picture of the flower when it's dark and cloudy outside and then it's going to look dark and cloudy that day. So there are lots of different emotional angles that you'll have when you're taking a picture of that flower but ultimately you need every single one to be able to get an accurate analysis of what is actually going on and what the flower actually looks like so that you can make the most informed decision for yourself. For Latifa like what that means for you is obviously you need some emotional clarity on a situation before you're able to really understand what the right move is. How have you been using that to guide you in your everyday life?
1: We talked about how I would usually feel very low Or Mm -hmm. how I'd usually feel happy, or like my day would be. But usually, what I do is if any of the situations happen, whether it's like feeling low, feeling high, I try to like meditate. I meditate a lot. Yes. It aligns with me because I go by my emotions, right? So, Mm -hmm. meditating actually brings me back into this moment of clarity, brings everything together. Mm -hmm. And so, through that, and through understanding, you know, my intuition is emotional, I kind of like Mm -hmm. wait until I'm at that moment of peace. And then I'm once everything has settled almost, that's when I kind of like look at everything again, reflect on whatever has happened. And based on that, based on what I'm feeling, that's when I make my decisions.
0: That's amazing. And I'm so glad that you've been able to really implement that in your life of like, okay, maybe I just need to slow down for a second. I don't need to really decide anything right here and right now. Um, And then wait for that clarity for after you've really slowed down, taken that pause and had some time to assess from a more clear level-headed mind. So tell me before you learned about how to you really use your intuition to make the right answer, what would you have done previously?
1: Previously, I would have probably not reflected as much, I would probably wallow if it was a if, if it was a moment of, you know, something low, low happened, or just something like that made me feel down. I would mm-hmm. probably just like drown myself in that without actually reflecting on it and just be in this, why did this happen? Why is this happening to me? And I don't deserve this, all of that. So that's what I would usually do. Or if it's a moment of high, I would like enjoy all of that. And just, you Mm -hmm. know, with it kind of like doing it in the moment, kind of. That then made me, I think I told you before how I was questioning why I would have these very low moments and really high moments and nothing Mm -hmm. seemed to be in in balance or in peace, right? Yes, And I did not know how to deal with that. Uh, Mm -hmm. It it was like I, I would either feel extremely like, sad or upset or frustrated mm-hmm. over something and or right. extremely, I don't know, over the moon or overjoyed about something.
0: And there's like no middle ground.
1: There's no middle ground. And I was always questioning that, right? And I th- mm-hmm. see now I know the middle ground happens through my own reflection of the highs and the lows. Yes. That, that that's one of the like one of the most important things I've took taken out is just understanding mm-hmm how to bring myself back from the highs and the lows and how to like find that middle ground and know that Mm -hmm. these highs and lows are all lessons. And it's there to keep me aligned. And that moment of balance is me being aligned.
0: Yes, oh my gosh, that is such a good way of phrasing it. And I think everybody can relate whether you have emotional intuition or not. I think everybody has those moments where they're on high highs, but then they have those low lows. And if you don't know how to make sense of them in a sustainable way, you can really feel imbalanced, like you were saying, right? You can feel like you're constantly being thrown in a bunch of different directions and you don't know how to make sense of that. So it's really important to recognize when you are on a high and you're doing really well, Just appreciate the moment, live in the moment, live in the present, take it for what it is. And then when you have those low points, I think something that we really touched on that I think that was so impactful for your your particular journey was like, there is a reason for the lows, you guys. Low points don't just happen for no reason. In fact, you need the lows for a couple of reasons. Number one, if you don't have a low, you don't know what the high looks like. You need that low to create a contrast so that you are easily able to identify the difference between the two, right? There is no high without a low. The second thing is that, whenever you're faced with a low point or something that really makes you feel internally like you're imploding, like something is just so painful or so difficult or so challenging, it's important to ask yourself, what am I being asked to learn right now? What, like, if you start looking as you're at your lows as an opportunity for growth, you're gonna be much more able to take that low and create something out of it and really learn from it rather than just sit there and, like you said, wallow in your pain, right? When you're not taught to really regulate yourself or self-reflect, it's so easy to get caught in those, those, those undercurrents of a low mood. But it's like, once you can really give yourself the chance to be like, okay, this is not gonna last forever. There's also a reason why this is happening. You give yourself the chance to really reflect on what's happening internally because the triggers, the things that really make you feel upset and those painful, difficult emotions, it's your body calling your attention to something that needs to be looked into. So Latifa, what's an example of a time you felt really intensely low about something and how you kind of used this information to make something out of it instead of just wallow in it? I
1: believe it was the, I think I told you about the story of my friend who kept contacting me. And yes. they, you know, they repeatedly, it was pure manipulation. That relationship was completely just nothing but manipulation. And every time they would contact me, it just ruined my entire day. And then mm-hmm. I took a step back and I understood, okay, I had to like understand, well, why was this happening? Um, right. And that whole relationship actually brought the entire like my entire year last year almost down. Taking that taking how they were was a lesson on how I should create boundaries. I didn't have any boundaries. Yes. Because it was really, it was a terrible time. And I think I told you, I came in a few times during our coaching and I would tell you, yeah, they contact me again. They were like threatening me, they were saying things and stuff like that. And it got to a point where you're like, okay, well, and then you told me about the whole idea of just
0: cutting them off. Yes, so let's tell our audience about this phrase because I think everybody should know about this. If you have somebody in your life that won't leave you alone, if you have somebody in your life where you want to be done with them, but it seems like the thought of them keeps crossing your mind, you can't shake them off. It's because they are probably either consciously or unconsciously manifesting you. So there are certain energy practices that you can do to cut the energy cord between you and that person so that they are not impacting you on the same level. So the thing that me and Latifah talked about that I taught her was whenever you feel like that with somebody in your life and you want to cut the energy cord, you say the following affirmation. I take back my power from anyone who has stolen it from me without my consent you say that and you also close your eyes and you do a quick visualization of you literally physically cutting a cord that is stuck between you and this person like actually snipping it then move on about your day okay if you do that on a regular basis and I think Latifa, you said you did that for like a week and then it like it completely changed the whole situation absolutely
1: and it, it did help the idea is when I was in those low moments they learning how to set those boundaries understanding those things and then yeah cutting their energy off from me mm-hmm. it, it helped tremendously i yes. have not heard from them uh i think the last thing i heard was a uh you're not responding to any of my messages or you're not blocking me or i don't know whatever they said but this is yeah. goodbye and i've not heard from them at all
0: And something else I also wanna talk about is you were talking about boundaries, right? You were talking about how like, you know, I was feeling really triggered because he wouldn't leave me alone. And it brought about the idea of, okay, wait, the low point right now is teaching me that I need to learn how to enforce better boundaries with people and not let them yes. take advantage of me, right? And that directly ties in with your human design map as a manifestor. Because again, the whole point here is that as a manifestor with Latifa specific energy type, right? You are supposed to be the leader of your own destiny. You are supposed to be calling the shots for yourself. You are supposed to trust that you know what you are doing and you should be the one feeling like you have control over your life. So for you in that situation, somebody else was trying to exert, control and authority over you in a way that was negatively impacting you. And this low point was trying to teach you, Latifah, girl, it's time to wake up and cut the energy cord and also lay down the law here for a minute. Nobody can have that impact on you if you don't want them to. You get to put your foot down and be like, no, this is not for me. I'm cutting the energy cord, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Because I, I told you before, I used to people please, which is completely the opposite of my own uh, nature. Yes. So uh, so that was a lesson. That was the biggest lesson, because this is something I needed. And, you know, that was the first incident. And then Mm -hmm. I told you and I I mentioned it earlier about the incident with my boss and stuff. But it was because I came to you because of that relationship that Mm -hmm. kind of like catapulted how I was dealing with people. And it just improved how I was dealing with people because I was able to set those boundaries. I was able Mm -hmm. to speak up and stop people pleasing.
0: So instead of people pleasing, now you're more empowered to honor yourself and your own values and really step into your power as a manifester, right? And I remember we also talked about, you know, other ways that you could start living by your design. And we talked about how your posture, how your body language, how your speaking mannerisms all matter. I had that conversation and I was like, okay, you know what, from this point on, because we found out you're a manifester, you need to start carrying yourself like you have authority, right? Like you have that sense of, confidence. And then I remember you told me when you started doing that, I think it was like for a week, you really noticed a difference in your energy. You were like, you know what? I feel more confident. I feel more powerful. And all it took was a simple body language shift, right?
1: The way I walked into the room, the way I sat, the way I dressed, anything, the way Mm -hmm. I spoke, I wasn't really hesitant. I had a clear voice. I sat up. I walked in Mm -hmm. with confidence. And it was interesting because I knew kind of subconsciously this was helping but I wasn't sure Mm -hmm. until I talked to you about it because I would do it subconsciously in the past and I would feel Mm -hmm. really good about myself, really confident about myself and everything just felt right. So Mm -hmm. now knowing and understanding and learning more about the human design, it just made sense why I was intuitively kind of feeling that, kind of feeling that this is what I needed to do.
0: I love that. That's the whole point of human design, right? Is basically learning what parts of your conditioning you need to unlearn because they're preventing you from really stepping into your power, right? That is the power of this level of knowledge. You're able to see yourself from a different angle. You're able to advocate for yourself from that angle. And you're able to recognize when there's a certain belief or a certain habit or some kind of tendency that you have that's working against your nature instead of with the flow of it. So that is just one of the numerous ways that you can use human design to, like I said, really shed all that old conditioning and step into your power so that you can become limitless. I think that's what you also said at one point is you felt limitless. You really felt like, you know what? I feel like I can go out there and manifest anything that I want. I can, you know, create an impact everywhere I go, right?
1: I actually did one day. You said, how do you Mm -hmm. feel? And I said, well, Nadia, I feel limitless. I actually feel limitless. Yes. All it took was really understanding the human design and actually understanding the nuances for my type and even... Mm -hmm. I got to a point where, as I said, I'm learning about the other types as well Mm -hmm. to help me understand other people. Because as somebody who is supposed to be in that leadership role, I... Mm -hmm need to understand the people around me
0: yes and I think that's such an interesting point because I I mean I am already a human design fanatic like I never shut up about this stuff so on my human design app I have like everybody that I know I have their maps plugged in call me creepy I literally don't care I am also the astrology friend that has your entire birth chart memorized you're welcome anywho I have everybody's human design chart and I look at it because I'm like you know what I want to know their energy type and I want to be able to observe their behavioral patterns and be able to kind of work with them in a way that All right. the kind of decreases the tension because like I said when you understand somebody from that kind of a level which we're not usually used to kind of looking at people in that in the context of energy and you know what they need to feel fulfilled like that it's really powerful to know that about somebody because then you can like I said work with them in a way that works with their energy instead of against it so like as an example with like a projector right my projector friends if I am ever giving them career advice it's based on the fact that they should never be doing anything that feels like really hard work because they're a non-energy type right they are somebody who would do best in positions when they're guiding and consulting and giving advice and help managing big groups of people, right? So all of this stuff is so useful, especially if you are a manifester like yourself, right? And you are in a position of authority, and you're kind of using it to help um, understand people on a more fundamental level and work with them. I remember you said that you have a friend who is a teacher who started using human design to understand her students better, right?
1: Yeah, so she was actually fairly, fairly new but she, she was kind of nervous and she learned about human design and she was trying to apply. She said, okay, well, I have all of these students. I want to understand them better because they're misunderstood almost. They come in mm-hmm. and they have, the school has a set of expectations. The parents have a set of expectations, but no one is looking at them as, you know, who they are. And, you know, in a school environment, that's what you want. You want to build them up based mm-hmm. on who they are and so yeah. she was using that and just you know, it, it's been great so far and actually when you were talking about projectors my friend after telling him more about the human design and everything like that he is doing an MBA but he wants to get into consulting
0: so that makes complete sense It does, right? Back to your point about like how society has certain, you know, the school had a certain curriculum, certain expectations. Same thing goes for literally everybody, for all adults. If you are a human being living in the matrix, right? Society and your environment, everybody in your environment is gonna try to make you think that you should be a certain way, right? There's a lot of conditions that are imposed on us about, well, you should follow this and you should be like this. And if you're not like this, then you're not successful, right? One of the biggest ways for me personally was I've always wanted to be a coach. I've always wanted to be a mentor. And I thought the way to get there was through a master's. I thought that was my only way of getting there, right? Society often teaches you that, well, if you wanna be successful, you gotta have that master's, you gotta have that credibility, right? Now I'm empowered with my human design app. I know there's certain things that I'm naturally good at as a manifesting generator. So I'm not gonna feel like I need to rely on a master's program to do what I love. I'm gonna do what I love. And then everything else fell into alignment. Now I work as a coach, right? Through social media, I do all this awesome stuff. So this just goes to show you guys that society will place certain expectations on you and they're gonna make you feel like you need to be a certain way in order to be successful or be normal, your human design map might contradict that. So it's really important to know this stuff and to really start living by your design. So that's it for today's episode, you guys, on Limitless with Nadia. We talked all about how to really get in touch with your human design map and how you can use it to become truly limitless. Thank you so much, Latifah, for joining us and for telling us all about your personal story, learning your human design map. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Your limitless challenge of the week, which at the end of every episode, we're gonna be giving you guys a limitless challenge of the week to start applying the things that you learn in here. Your limitless challenge of the week is to look up your human design map, which you can calculate through a link that will be included down below and you basically just have to put in your birth time, your birth location and your birth um, date and it will basically generate your entire map for you. So start poking into that, learning about what your energy type is, what your intuition or your authority is. Those are great places to start so that you can start learning about yourself from that angle. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, the whole nine yards. And you'll also be able to find the video version on the Past Your Bedtime YouTube channel. Thank you guys so much for joining us and we will see you next week.